and welcome to uh, Super Thwack Part 2. Yeah, uh, this is the second episode, and we're going to be talking about specific topics, but also going in depth and some other stuff, so okay. let's get into it. Alright, so we've been uh, trying to come up with a couple subjects, and I think we all agreed that we're going to start with uh, basically like our top three comic book characters and uh, who we would love to see as... Uh, our dream castings for those characters. Yeah. So, uh, we'll start with Damien. Cool. Uh, my first one that I thought of was, uh, Carnage. And I like, I like the casting of Woody Harrelson as Carnage, but I hate the way he looked. The wig. The, yeah, the wig <laughs> and everything else. But, um, if I had to choose another actor to play him, it would be Michael C. Hall from Dexter. I think he kind of, like, like, looking at his face, he looks crazy, too. Well, that, and you got to see him as a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think that would fit. Yeah. Honestly, so. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, that's my first one. Okay. And then uh, we'll alternate. I'll go next. Um, my favorite superhero of all time is Green Arrow. Like, yeah. even got it tattooed on me too. It was like one of the first ones that I was like going there. Um, I think Charlie Hunnam would be perfect. The way he looked in uh, Sons of Anarchy, playing Jax, when he had the goatee, it was just like aesthetically like perfect for that. What about King Arthur. I mean, it was, he, he looked that way in King Arthur, too. I don't think King Arthur was as good as it should have been, especially because mm-hmm. it was supposed to lead up to, like, a franchise of movies. Right. But that stopped dead in the tracks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So my next one would have to be Vulture. And uh, this was actually a rumor back um, when Spider-Man 4 was still going to be a thing. John Malkovich's Vulture. And I think that would look like comic accurate and everything and yeah so he would have been a good choice I think. wasn't his character supposed to be uh like Mary Jane's dad something weird like that yeah. they always have to change something yeah for... <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they were weren't they gonna have uh what's her name she played Catwoman in the Dark Knight Anne Hathaway yeah they were gonna have her play uh Felicia Hardy I think Black Cat okay and they were gonna like all oh, together. Black Cat was supposed to be in there yeah. too. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was just them too. I think it was just them too. Yeah, they yeah. were supposed to be the two two main villains, and I think there was also storyboarding options for uh, Mysterio back then too. Yeah, but he yeah. was in the Spider-Man Two game. Yeah, Mysterio was. Yeah, no, it was. That was probably one of my favorite missions in that game. Honestly. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, if I had to pick for uh, Nightwing, because I've been waiting for a Nightwing movie for. They were supposed Forever. to make it. Like, they were talking about it, like, last year or the year before. Yeah, but after everything then, started going downhill with DC yeah. Universe, they scrapped everything. Like, we were looking on uh, Friday, and Cyborg was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, it was supposed to come out <laughs> April. And <laughs> they never got close to filming that. Yeah. So, um, I think Zac Efron would be a perfect choice. Yeah, I think so. He has, like, he's always in shape, so it would work perfect for him. And, like, me and you were talking a little bit ago, I think that, uh, no matter what he does, he's a likable actor. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, he played Ted Bundy, and I was happy with his performance as Ted Bundy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, not, he doesn't seem, like, too bad. Like, I, I can see how people can try to be on his side. Like, that yeah. whole, like, serial killer, uh, almost like Stockholm Syndrome that people get with yeah. serial killers and start writing them letters. Mm-hmm. And he literally got married to a lady yeah. while he was in jail type of thing. Yeah, he has a lot of good charisma, a lot of good energy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be good. Um, so, my last one is Iron Man. So, I think back, was it the 90s or early 2000s, something like that, uh, it was rumored that Quentin Tarantino was actually thinking about making an Iron Man movie, and I think Tom Cruise was a option to play Tony Stark. And I think that'd be, like, really interesting to see Tom Cruise in a Tarantino movie, period, but especially Iron Man. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that would have been interesting, but wasn't he the one who actually turned it down because he... It was either because he didn't want to play a superhero or Iron Man wasn't a big enough name uh, yeah. character for yeah, him to play. Yeah, something like that. Turned and, wow, how time has changed. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man's, like, one of the best-selling action figures, comics, movies yeah. of all time. Yeah. So, big mistake. Yeah. Lost a lot of money on that one. Oh, yeah. Um... So, uh, my next one, I was trying to figure out who would make a good uh, Flash. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking back recently to movies where, like, 
someone's able to like portray a nerdy character fairly well. And the only thing I could think of, like he can do it, not be so uh, jumpy like uh, Ezra Miller was as the Flash. Yeah, was uh, someone who was actually almost recently cast as Batman, which was uh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, he got close to having that role. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you go back and watch him during uh, First Class, I think he X Men First Class, he was a one of the few good things about those movies as a beast. Yep. So he played the nerdy character off pretty well. Yeah, I think he, uh, yeah, he'd take it probably a little more seriously than yeah. what we got in Justice League. And I think that he also was able to stand his ground a little bit more because he's more of an experienced actor yeah. than Ezra Miller, where mm-hmm. I think that there were bad acting decisions made by Ezra Miller, but I think there was also bad uh, direction on where the character should mm-hmm. go for Ezra Miller. Yeah. Nicholas Holt seems like he has a little bit more sway, and he's taken a little bit more serious just evidenced by almost being cast as Batman. Right, yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. Looks like we can move on. Okay. So, the other uh, topic we wanted to touch on is uh, our favorite uh, actors, actresses, and uh, directors. My favorite director has always been the easiest thing for me to pull out of a hat because I can go into any one of this dude's movies and watch it over and over and over and over. The point where about two months ago, me and Damien actually went and saw uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. And uh, watched him and uh, Jason Mewes do a Q&A. It's uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, we were, like, right in the front row, and they were, like, a few feet away from us. Yeah. Like, oh. like watching the movie kind of sucked, because, like, the faces were distorted yeah. because of how we were sitting at the screen. But it was really dope just being able to sit there and, like, be feet away from a person. I listen to their podcast every day of the week because he has a huge catalog you can go back on and and his movie like I wouldn't even call them reviews they're like recaps that he does they're like really good to listen to well and I know he hates most movie movie reviewers so he's like don't listen to what I have to say if I enjoyed it cool go take your own opinion and form it there because he's had his own movies that have been ruined by critics so and Mm -hmm. like I think the other thing I admire about him is he doesn't really care too much because he knows his audience mm-hmm. and he makes movies specifically for them. Right. To where, like, uh, critics will even say, like, uh, this, uh, he's only trying to cater his one audience. He's like, yeah, that's all I have to do. He's like, I know who I'm making the movie for. Yeah. And that way I know, even if it fails, they're always going to come out to yeah. watch them. So. Exactly. Did you guys know he recently just got banned from WWE events? Yes, because he had, it, yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he had an appearance on the front row in the AEW event. On their uh, very first episode. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was going around promoting uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> and uh, on the premiere episode of AEW Dynamite, he decided to, they were sitting in the front row, they did a little segment, and he was supposed to go on Friday Night Smackdown later that week. They got a call, and they're like, yeah, you don't need to show up anymore. Wow. <laughs> He's like, okay, works for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I could watch that guy do anything from Clerks, Chasing Amy, Clerks 2, Mallrats. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for the newer Mallrats and Clerks 3. So excited. Yeah. I think Clerks 2 is probably better than the first one. I, I will, yeah, no, 100% yeah. agree. Uh, the... The comedy was more, uh, it was quicker and it was wittier, I think, yeah. than the second one. Mm-hmm. And it was, it definitely kept you, especially the stuff with, uh, the Elias character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every, every little bit about that made me happy. Yeah. And hey. Rosario Dawson, too. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Clerks 2, Nate? I have not. You have not? Okay. I've seen Clerks, the first Clerks, like, ten different times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I haven't seen Clerks 2. Uh, I would definitely recommend Clerks 2. It's fantastic. Um, also, Zach and Mary make a porno. That's a great movie. Did he direct that? Yes. He directed that. That's why Jason Mewes is in it. Uh, I think there's even an appearance from Robert Kirkman in that movie. I have to go back and watch that. It's been a while. He's the Steelers fan that walks in during, <laughs> during while they're filming. And he's, oh. like, he's like, you guys open? Want some coffee? Yeah. It's <laughs> all hammered. Well, I forgot about that one. Oh, <laughs> um, great. And then, uh, who, who would you pick for your favorite director? Favorite director? There's, like, a lot to choose from. And I'd probably have to go with Quentin Tarantino. Because I think his movies are the most, like, original out of anybody. Like, he doesn't, like, do, like... 
like, he kind of does based on a true story in a way, but he kind of, like, alters it to, like, his own thing. But he's never done, like, a straight-up, like, based on a true story. Like, the Irishman was based on a true story. He's never done something like that. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's... If there's ever a historical movie or a historical moment that he touches on, ever since Inglorious Bastards, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Because I did not expect him to kill Hitler. It made me happy. Yeah, and he I was like, shot him in the face multiple times. Lit him on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was definitely happy with that. And then going and seeing Once Upon a Time, like I said, Once Upon a Time was definitely my favorite movie last year. Mm. Um, the subversion of, like, taking something that happened in reality and just tweaking that little bit to make it yeah. e- to make it a happy ending, honestly. Which it is was a happy ending, yeah. Which is weird for a Tarantino movie, because, yeah. like, I wouldn't call uh, Reservoir Dogs really happy ending, because that, no. was, that was pretty much just, like, everybody died. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I don't even think one character got away from that heist, except for maybe, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, the guy from, uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, but Empire, Board, uh, Boardwalk Empire, uh, also from uh, Billy Madison, he's the dude who's putting on the lipstick and shoots the dude at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Yes, thank yeah. you. I was like, I can think of his face. It's yeah. unforgettable. Right. I think he's his voice is too. Yes. <laughs> I think he might have been the only character to get away, is what, like, theories say. Yeah. But even then, that's, you hear the gunshots going off as soon as he gets out of the building, so mm-hmm. it's like, mm. Yeah, I think it's like if you have like any interest in like movies or anything like that, like I think it's hard not to like get inspired oh. when you watch one of these movies, like especially like, Pulp Fiction. That kind of like makes me like want to make me write scripts and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah. Well, yeah. and the other amazing thing about that is like you don't realize almost until the end of the movie that all of the stories converge and meet up. Yeah, and they're out of. Out of water, too. Yeah. And then when you go back and watch them, you see everything kind of... You're like, oh, okay, there's Vincent in the background in the yeah. first scene. You're like... It all, like, adds up, but you would not guess your first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that's, that's my favorite director. Okay. And then, uh... If I had to pick a favorite actor... I, I think I lean more towards Jake Gyllenhaal, but I, I chose uh, Jake Gyllenhaal or uh, Edward Norton. I love Jake Gyllenhaal because... He has such a wide filmography. Yeah. To where is. the one... There's two movies that pop up when I think of him. Think of End of Watch, mm-hmm. which I absolutely loved. That was a sad movie. Oh, it was. But so well acted. Like, especially... I hate shaky cam movies. But I loved End of Watch. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that comes from growing up with the pool, uh, grandparents who were both cops, mm-hmm. uncle who was a cop great uncle was a cop my mom worked uh, in the Adams County Jail for a while so like I have a lot of respect for uh, people that work in uh, the police yeah especially, especially like in an area where they were yeah like that's pretty hectic and oh, like, yeah. like their chemistry they had Michael Pena and Jake Hall. like it really feels like they've known each other for like ever oh, oh yeah and they yeah. didn't they didn't try to hold it back to where it seemed too professional like it seemed like how two cops would sit there and act in the yeah. car yeah it, it seemed like two dudes who were like best friends and are okay spending their work life together and their actual like outside of work life yeah because you can see that they get involved in their their personal lives like a lot too. yeah, yeah. And the other movie that pops up in my head just because I think it was the first movie I ever saw with Jake Gyllenhaal is Bubble Boy <laughs> I loved that movie that's right I it, it's it's so different from anything else he's ever done mm-hmm. cause like even Donnie Darko before that was very different like he's never really tried to pigeon, pigeonhole himself into any one kind of character and typecast yeah. yeah cause you have you have Bubble Boy you have Donnie Darko you have End of Wash and then you have Jarhead yeah you have did you watch Velvet Buzzsaw last year I didn't get to it was weird what was it but like Seeing him play a gay man, like he stretched for every role. I've seen uh, uh, Nightcrawler. That's like one of his best ones. That's the same director as Bell Buzzsaw. Yeah. But yeah, Nightcrawler. He should have been nominated for oh, that. Yeah. Like, that was insane. And then uh, Edward Norton also. Uh, he has a pretty wide filmography. Maybe not quite as uh, genre spreading. Yeah. But love Mer- American History X. 
Yeah, he looks intimidating as shit in that movie when he's, like, built like that. It's terrifying in that movie, like, especially, like, he made me scared of white supremacists for a while. (laughs) Like, I mean, luckily we never had to really grow up meeting any, but it's still scary to me. No, I don't have to worry about it as much as you guys do, but still, I, it definitely added, like, a cloud of, like, terror to that kind of, uh, human, because you kind of see how one-track-minded they are about having one viewpoint. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of terrifying, and then you go watch him in the better Hulk movie. Yeah, it's hard hard to say which one's like maybe all they're all not that good. A- Ang Lee's Hulk was horrible. That's why I said the better Hulk movie. <laughs> um, and then uh, Fight Club. Yeah, love Fight Club. Did you see him in Birdman? Yes. Yeah, he was really good in Birdman. And the weird part about Birdman is he played a character that seemed exactly like him in real life, according yeah. to reports, where he's just difficult to work with. Yeah. Wants to do everything his own way. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where, like, uh, did you hear about all the drama that happened with American History X when they were filming? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, the director tried to get his name pulled from the movie. And, really? like, like put his, like, some fake name. Wow. Because uh, he took over. He took over the editing. He took over everything. Rewrote the script. Went behind the director's back. Went to... Uh, like, the studio and everything got everything changed to the point the director was like, dude, I just, I don't want anything to do with it. It's like, I don't care how it turns out, just get me away from it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work with anybody, anybody like that either. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> so, um, my favorite actor, it was a toss-up between two of them. One of them was Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, I think the main one is Ryan Gosling. He's another actor, too, like, if you just seen him in, like, The Notebook or whatever, like, you'd think he's just that, that guy. But he, like, really dove deep into like independent movies like Place Beyond the Pines uh, Drive and stuff like that and really stuff that kind of stretches you as an actor yeah no um, he's one actor I've always wanted to kind of see in more of like a superhero role because he has the uh, stage presence and the physicality to kind of carry a role like that so yeah and he was actually um cast as joker originally in suicide squad but i think he had to drop out for like because the scheduling conflicts or something yeah so that would have been really cool to see yeah no and another person who uh had to drop i don't know if he dropped out or what but another option for a joker for the joker movie would have made me happy was uh leonardo dicaprio yeah. It, it would have been interesting. I was happy with Joaquin Phoenix, but there's always the what if and what could Leonardo DiCaprio have done in mm-hmm. that role because you see everything else he does and how far he stretches just like Joaquin. So. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's kind of how I see Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he would have done a lot better with, uh, or not Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Ryan Gosling. That's how uh, I think he would have lo- done a lot better than Jared Leto at least. Yeah, I think so. And I don't know if you saw La La Land. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, that's part of my... I moved up to being my favorite movie of all time. Oh, for real? Yeah, I love that movie. But he's good in that movie, and that, that kind of shows you that he's good in, like, mainstream movies, too. Mm-hmm. Not just independent. He kind of, like, go both ways. Yeah. So. And that got a lot, a lot, a lot of love oh, from yeah. Oscars. Like, to the point where <laughs> Moonlight almost got screwed out of an award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, that's kind of unforgettable moment right there. Um... And then we'll move on to uh, favorite actress. So originally I said, uh, when we wrote everything down, I wrote down just Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And I love Scarlett Johansson. Fantastic actress. Black Widow to... Uh, I was looking at something the other day. I forgot she was in Home Alone 3. Was she really? I've never even seen Home Alone no, 3. No, it, it's definitely the worst of the Home Alone <laughs> movies, but that's one of like, she was a teenager at the time. So it's definitely weird to see her from then till now, but then you have uh, Lucy. Um, she was in that movie. It was an independent one. It's called Under the Skin. She's oh. like, like an alien or some shit like that. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen that one. It's supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it either. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And then she was in that movie uh, Don Juan with... Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. That's a, that's a good movie. He directed that, too. He did? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's a really good movie. I know. I, uh... 
I'll pretty I can pretty much watch anything with her in it. I know they're the only thing I haven't watched with her in it just because of a all the drama and I just wasn't really ever into uh, animes was uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I didn't even touch that. Thing. Yeah, like no. And there was a yeah. lot of drama because of the whole whitewashing aspect yeah. of it. Um, what about her? Yeah. Her, honestly, I've never seen that one. Me either. I started watching it, um, but a lot of people say she should have been nominated for her voiceover work. Like, I guess it was really good. It's not surprising. Like, I think after Black Widow, she started taking a lot more uh, serious roles. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe not even more serious, but more respected roles Mm -hmm. to where she can kind of start crafting her legacy at that point. Yep. Um... And then I think if I had to pick one more, I'd probably go with Rosario Dawson. Ah. Um, I don't know quite as much of her filmography, but I loved her in all of the uh, Marvel shows on Netflix. Okay. I love her in uh, Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Easily one of the most memorable uh, parts of that movie. Oh, yeah. Um. And then, what was that movie she did? What was, was it Alexander with uh, Colin Farrell? Like Ooh, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. She was really good in that. Um, everything I've seen her in is super memorable. Mm-hmm. So, just for reasons of, like that alone, she'd oh, yeah. have to be one of my favorites. For sure. And going back to Scarlett Johansson, um, I don't know if you saw a Marriage Story yet. No, I yeah, still... Yeah, she's really good in that one, too. Still That's in my queue. Yeah. yeah, definitely check that one out. For sure. Yeah. So for my favorite actress, um, overall, I'd probably have to go with Emma Stone, just because I like her like um, career trajectory, like where she started, like kind of in comedies, like Superbad, Easy A, and stuff like that. Zombieland. Zombieland, and now she's doing like she's an Oscar winner. She won for a lot. Oh yeah. So yeah, I really respect her as an actress, and yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. I uh, I loved her in Superbad. I can't tell you how many times. I've watched Superbad. And oh, yeah. <laughs> she was easily one of the best, uh, best like, full-on actors in the movie. Like, Jonah Hill was fantastic. Michael Sarah was fantastic. Um, I would even like to see Michael Sarah in, like, a comedy role for, like, a superhero movie. Yeah. I just don't know where it would fit best. Mm-hmm. He's a hard one, though. Yeah, Damn. just because he's so... Like, he wouldn't fit in a superhero outfit very well. No. Because he's so tiny. He'd have to be some sort of, like, side character, like... Yeah. Something. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but also another one that I chose was Saoirse Ronan. She's probably, like, my favorite actress, like, right now. Um, she was in The Lovely Bones. She was in uh, Lady Bird. I don't know if you saw Lady Bird. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, she's another one where I just, like, look up to as far as acting, like, the craft of acting, so... Didn't Lady Bird get, like, a bunch of awards praise when it came oh, yeah. out? Between that and, uh... I know the other big movie that year that it was pretty much fighting against was Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. yeah. That whole year was stacked, man. Yeah, because like, was it the year after that that La La Land came out? La like, La Land came out the year before. It came out in 2016. Yeah. yeah. A lot of those years just start to kind of merge because it yeah. feels like there's a nonstop build of good movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. And last and, year was really good, too. So. Yeah. But yeah, Sir Sharon and Emma Stone are probably my choices. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, me and you... Are both huge Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, me and you uh, have the same favorite Star Wars movie, which is... But some people might give a shit for him. Yeah, sure. I- I'm sure, especially because there's a lot of people who don't like uh, <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Yeah, as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> but I think he actually did a pretty good job in that one, and you build... Two movies that I I liked Phantom Menace when I was a kid. Attack of the Clones was harder for me to get into. I won't. That's the only one I really won't watch. It's Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I can't. Do well, that and Last Jedi now. And Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the second in the uh, right. new trilogies that you're just yeah. not a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite yeah. one. I don't care what anybody says. And a close second would be Empire Strikes Back. That's probably everyone's favorite oh, yeah. overall. I, yeah. I honestly, I loved Empire Strikes Back, but I think if I had to pick my second, I'd probably go Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. I I don't know why. I, I love the finales mm-hmm. and, like, not having to wait another three years for some closure. Uh, so both of those, like, especially knowing what happens after Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. I felt 
but it was like tightly wrapped up to where yeah. I wasn't sitting there being like, all right, here we go. Another two, three years until I get something else. Yeah. Thinking I would honestly never get anything else. And then all of yeah. a sudden you get Rogue One, uh, Han Solo story. Yeah. Um, then on a whole another three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I had to make it into a list, right, of all of them and go Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope. Return of the Jedi, probably Force Awakens, then I would go The Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, Attack Attack of the Clones, and then Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is still my least favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. I, I don't, I think I look through, look at, uh. A, a Phantom Menace with like rose tinted glasses, just because of how young I was. Yeah, I, what was that? Ninety nine. Mm, yeah, ninety nine. Like five, four or five years old. I I will say that I feel bad for uh, what is his name, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. Because I loved him in uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. <laughs> and after Star Wars came out, his career disappeared. Yeah. He and, went off the deep end for a while. Yeah, he uh, has had the run uh, run in with the law a few times since yeah. then, and. Uh, I don't think there's ever a chance of him coming back because I was listening to one of uh, Kevin Smith's podcasts. It was like the spoiler podcast for Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. And they were talking about all the voices they brought back at the end. Yeah. And he's like, did they bring back Jake Lloyd? Yeah. And he's like, no, I think he's busy in jail. Yeah. I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> and the dude who played Jar Jar, um, he got con- contemplated suicide for a while there too. I was watching one of his interviews. Yeah, because all the backlash she was getting oh, from everybody. I'm Star sure. Wars fans are some of the worst. Oh, yeah. They're the most, uh, like, venomous crowd when it yeah. comes to fandom. Uh, um, I will say, I think that Jar Jar... I liked him more when I was a kid. I definitely can't stand him now. Mm-hmm. Just the, like, stereotype, almost, voice that he uses. And uh, it's just not... I think it could have been done better if they would have actually, like... Followed that whole theory of like the evil Jar Jar thing that they were talking about. I feel like that would have made it worse. I feel like it would have given people more of a reason to hate him to where maybe the actor would have been better off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was easily one of the worst parts mm. of the uh, prequel trilogy. For sure. Um, but it, I think, so if I had to put mine in rankings, I would probably go. Revenge of the Sith, obviously, and then Return of the Jedi, Empire, New Hope, then probably Force Awakens, then I go Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, and then Attack of the Clones. Actually, no. I'd go Phantom Menace, Last Jedi, Attack of the Clones. Well, Rise of Skywalker. I completely forgot that one. Um, so that means it's not that good. Yeah. Um, I'd probably put Rise of Skywalker right below The Force Awakens. Okay. Yeah, because I did like that one more than Last Jedi. Yeah. For sure. It definitely wasn't perfect. It definitely had problems, but... I just like how they made the Emperor look like a, like a zombie almost. I was like, oh. See, that's the like only thing that bothered movie. me, honestly. Like, Or not the only thing. It's one of the things that bothered me. The way he looked was dope, but it looked nothing like what he looked like in the last, in either Revenge of the Sith or Return of the Jedi. Well, it kind of started looking like that at the end, towards the end. Remember when he started, he was absorbed their life energy, and then he mm-hmm. started looking like that. Well, like, but even before that, he, like, in those last movies, his face was, like, more lumpy. Yeah. He looked, like, more smooth skin mm-hmm. in, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But other than that, like... I liked when he just... The, like a roof opened up and he just shot out a bunch. I that was like, oh. was, that reminded me of uh, what was was it Revenge of the Sith or was it Return of the Jedi? The unlimited power. That's Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. He uses that on uh, Mace Windu. Yeah, Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah, it, like it just reminded me of that line because of the amount of lightning that was shooting that was, like, out of his fingers. I was like, holy shit! Right, it was way OP. <laughs> um, so. The only thing we don't agree on Star Wars... Mm. Or wait, do you have an opinion, Nate? Since you haven't really had a whole lot of words to say this one. Um, do you have a favorite Star Wars movie? No. No? Oh. Do you watch Star Wars? I do. I see them all. <clears throat> Not impressed. Really? What? Yeah. 
I right. prefer Star Trek. Sorry, guys. Oh, that, oh. Uh, see, that's my only thing. I, like I said in the last podcast, not big on Star Trek. I would probably only really sit down and be interested in a Star Trek movie if it was a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. Yeah. Just because I want to see it. And even then, I'd probably see it once. Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying something, yeah. like, for a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Well, you guys realize that Star, that Star Trek is a show, right? And not a movie. There's movies that they're well, like, they're like well, yeah, it started out as a yeah, show. But, yeah, but, yeah. and I, I respect people who like it. as a show. Yeah. I respect yeah. people who like it. I just... It was just one of those things I could never get into. It, it was one of those things, like, even more back in the day, more than now, there was a hard line. You were either one or the other. Yeah. Um, I, I can... I, I watched, what is it, Into Darkness, and what, maybe the one before that? The one before that is just Star Trek, I think. The first J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams one? Yeah. yeah. That's the only one I've seen out of those. And, like, I thought they were all right, but, like, I, I've literally watched them once. Yeah. Um, it doesn't pull me in. Like Star Wars does. Yeah. I, 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 it's easier for me to follow, especially because you're, for the most part, stuck following, like, the one family or group for literally nine movies. Yeah. Um, especially those first six. I, I, I like the first six more than the last three they've done. I just feel like the last three, the new trilogy, it really didn't have, like, a... A story they like, outlined for all three of them. Yeah. They kind of like JJ Abrams started it and then just gave it to Ryan Johnson and said, do whatever. I'm like, that's not how you. If anything else, if they wanted to do that, they at least needed to storyboard and get a plan in place first. Yeah. That way he couldn't, Ryan Johnson couldn't take it off of the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which he did. Yeah. And it's honestly kind of surprising with seeing how tight Disney has uh, structured the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. to let them completely go free with Star Wars. It's kind of surprising because Marvel is like, did you see it with Scott, Scott Derrickson this week? They didn't, he didn't fit what they wanted, so they shoot him off. And Star Wars didn't start doing that until after Ryan Johnson yeah. made Last Jedi. So, yeah. um, But like I was saying, the only thing we really don't agree on Star Wars-wise is favorite video games. Yeah. We got two completely different ones. And there is a honestly a very large catalog of Star Wars games that you would never even realize. I, I probably couldn't tell you exactly how many they've made, but you have the arcade games, the N64 games, PlayStation. Like, I remember playing an Obi-Wan game on the original Xbox. Yeah. I loved that. But... The pod racing game. Oh, God. The 64. <laughs> now this is pod racing. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, though... I'd probably go with Knights of the Old Republic. I absolutely love that game. The story, mm-hmm. everybody knows, or every hardcore Star Wars fan knows who Darth Revan is based off of a video game. Yeah, and people want him in the movies. To the point where, and we left this off of our news video, the whole uh, High Republic leak that they did this this week, they're going to do a series of uh, High Republic movies. And EA is actually in the process of making a High Republic video game. It's supposed to be a whole nother era uh, where the Old Republic was something like a thousand years before the Skywalker saga. Yeah. The High Republic is supposed to be closer to around 400 years before the Skywalker saga. Okay. So you'll, you might be able to see a uh, Yoda that is like 300, 400 years old compared to the old decrepits yeah. at, towards the end. Um so there's a lot of interesting stuff they could do. Um, they can kind of redo the Knights of the Old Republic and do it just to High Republic and mm-hmm. have a cool little twist like that again at the end. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to go RPG like that or if they're going to try to stick more with the style they had with uh, Fallen Order, which I absolutely love that one, too. I still got to play that. Yeah. And then uh, you had your own uh, favorite Star Wars game. What was that one? Oh uh, yeah, Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. I used to play it a lot when I was a kid, is on sixty four, and uh, I forget the name of the main character, but he's kind of like a Han Solo esque type dude, and yeah, you basically have to fight Boba Fett at some one point, okay. IG eighty eight, and basically kind of like a bounty hunting game, kind of. So. Uh, that just kind of depressed me because do you remember uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen? Yeah, it was supposed to be a game based on bounty hunting, right? It's yeah, supposed to be like. And open world or something? Or? Yeah, and it looked beautiful. Yeah. Like, but that's when LucasArts 
closed down and stuff. It's when Disney bought Star Wars yeah. and ruined it all. Oh man, I think that's the one thing that before Disney bought Star Wars that they were doing better than they're doing now, at least marketing wise and everything. And obviously the movies haven't been fantastic compared to the old ones, but the video game side, the Battlefront and Battlefront 2 were not worth my money at least. Um, it, I wish they would have at least kept producing that game, just absorbed the assets and keep going. Yeah. Um, just based off of hype back in the day, that game would have made bank. Oh yeah, for sure. And then... Uh, I will say, I think my if I had one other favorite Star Wars game, it would be the uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, tie-in game. It just it let you play the story mode as either Obi-Wan or Anakin, and it even lets you do a uh, different ending from the movie if you yep. were to uh, beat the game as Anakin, and it, was, it always made me happy as a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was one of the last... I feel like one of the last like movie... Video games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was definitely one of the only good ones, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think after that, they might have done Transformers and... Uh, First couple MCU. Yeah, movies. they did Iron Man, they did Captain America. I remember they did a uh, Green Lantern one based off of the Ryan Reynolds yeah. movie. There was and, a Thor game, too. Yeah, and none of them went anywhere. I don't know of anybody who's even talked about playing them, honestly, oh, no. so... Oh, and then... um. The Amazing Spider-Man movies had games. I think the first Amazing Spider-Man, I think that's like a rare one now to get. I So it's on the X- Xbox One. They have it in the back catalog. Okay. It's... I liked it when it first came out. It does not hold up. Like, I could go back and play the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man games. Yeah. I'd still love them. Yeah. They play pretty smooth for being PS2, Xbox originals. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story, like... Spider-Man 2 was one of my favorite video games of all time. Oh, yeah. So. Delivering pizzas and shit. I, I honestly hated those side missions, but they felt they felt organic. It didn't feel tacked in like a lot of games do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then, so this is a pretty big year for movies. Like, honestly, we were going over what we were anticipating, and there's a lot bigger list than I actually realized. Um, Stuff that... I forgot about stuff that I've been looking forward to for years and then stuff that's just popping up out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think one of my most anticipated, just because of Guardians of the Galaxy, is The Eternals. Yeah. And that's another one, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like, a lot of people don't know what it is or who they are, and once it comes out, it'll just be, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I love Batman. I love... Spider-Man, I love all the big superheroes, but when they can take a nothing comic and make it into this giant event that's probably going to get a billion in the first two weeks, oh yeah, and make these characters so memorable, mm-hmm. like they did with Guardians, it makes me excited to see what it's all about. Yeah. Especially, like we talked last week with the Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest... Uh, at least visual shock. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, but um, I think as far as, for me, like, one of my most anticipated is probably A Quiet Place 2. Yeah, and like me and you talked when that trailer came out, I almost feel bad for underestimating that movie. Yeah, because I, I wasn't sure what they were going to do with it or what they could do with it. It felt like everything was pretty much tied up with that last one. Yeah. And for them to do anything else, I was like, I don't know. And then as soon as the trailer comes out, you see a little bit of a like prequel mm-hmm. and uh, leading up into the present day right after the end of the first one. Yeah. It made me excited to see, A, how everything started, and then hopefully they are able to tie it up to where I don't have to worry about watching a third one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because you don't want... Normally, especially horror movies, they kind of like keep adding and adding until it's it becomes stale, like Saul. Yeah. I, especially. I even told you the other day, Saul is probably my... Favorite all-time horror franchise. Yep. But it definitely started having diminishing returns after the third one. Yeah, that's where they should have stopped. Yeah. Like, it was a reasonable ending. Like, well, and that's the movie where the main villain died, so yeah, it was like... Yeah, Jigsaw gets... Takes a saw to the throat. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I did like the uh, Jigsaw uh, reboot. 
I did not. No? No, not at all. I was like, oh my. And I'm, I'm looking even more forward to the, uh, what is it, Chris Rock reboot that they're doing? Hopefully that's good. Like, I have some faith in it. Because so. I, I, I think the two people I've heard that are signed on so far are uh, Chris Rock and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, mm. basically playing Chris Rock's dad. Yeah, yeah. So. And that's where I never thought I'd see Samuel L. in a Saw movie. Right? Because... I'm trying to think if he's really done anything horror-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the closest thing you could really say is, like, snakes on a plane. Yeah. And that's not really, like, a straight-face horror movie. No. So. And I'm, I'm curious to see what the tone of it's going to be. Like, I hope it's not too comedic. I hope they still take it seriously. Like, kind of like Jordan Peele's a comedic guy, and he made Get Out, and that was pretty serious. And I think that's why I'm mostly looking forward to it, because mm-hmm. there's so, so much... Uh, hype behind these comedic actors and what they've been doing lately and mm-hmm. how they throw you a 180 because you have John Krasinski's Quiet Place. Yep. You have Us and uh, Get Out. Yeah, Get Out. Those were just fantastic. Yeah. And I hope the cinematography's good. Like, really good. Except, I don't know. That's the like, main thing I look forward to. There's, like, cinematography and the look of it. Oh, absolutely. I just don't want it to look cheesy. I would be happy with, like, almost that greenish lighting they did with the first one again. It just feels, like, dirty. And yeah. Like, yeah. It, it feels like you're going to get tetanus from watching the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then, so, other movies that are coming out, and me and you both put this on our list, is uh, Antlers. Yeah. That got me really excited because me and Nate are actually uh, starting a t-shirt company. Mm-hmm. And our uh, my tattoo guy is doing all of our uh, artwork and everything, mm-hmm. and... He sent us over our first uh, mythical creature that we're putting on our t-shirts, and it's a Wendigo, mm-hmm. which is the basis for antlers. Yeah. So, those two things to line up for me at the same time got me excited, and I was happy that in the trailer they didn't show you everything. Yeah, you kind of get a glimpse of it. Yeah, just, just the just antlers. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping it'll be good. It's directed by Scott Cooper. I believe his name is, and he did a movie two years ago called Hostiles. It's like a Western movie, like Civil War era, with Christian Bale. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he he's known mostly for those types of movies, so was, I think it's his first horror movie, so... Cool. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, and Guillermo del Toro is producing it. That gives me even more faith yeah. His art direction for things. Oh, yeah. You go back to the uh, original Hellboy movies, or yeah. even his most recent... Uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water, and then also... Uh, Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh yeah, he was involved with that. Yeah. Overall, the movie wasn't too great, but like I haven't seen it, but was. I heard the art direction yeah. of it was very, yeah. very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to, I didn't even realize it was coming out this year. I thought I was gonna have to wait till next year. Mm-hmm. It's Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> yeah, the third one. <laughs> um, anything Keanu Reeves does. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. But to bring something back up that actually came out before I think either of us were born. The 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, gets me super excited. Um, and it's weird because it's not even in the same universe as the first two, technically. Okay. Because something happened in the timeline where they didn't become, like, rock gods. Oh. So now they're both raising their daughters and uh, they're trying to... Uh, resurrect that timeline and make themselves rock gods again so <laughs> we'll see how all that turns out but either way i'm looking forward to another uh pg-13 friendly uh stoner movie yeah for sure so and the other one that we had both had on our list was the new christopher nolan movie tenet oh yes and the trailer just dropped what a few months ago two months ago yes yeah and that and looks really good i know you said you didn't go watch uh, star wars and imax but no. I remember hearing a groan when uh, there was like 20 minutes of trailers before the movie. Oh, yeah. Especially AMC. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tenet popped up and they showed five, six minute clip from the movie, which I was surprised by, but you heard an audible groan of people just like, come on, let's watch this. Like, yeah. Let's get it over with. But it got me super excited, like seeing how they manipulate time and everything else that's going into it. I'm honestly happy that I don't know a whole lot of what's going to happen in the Uh movie. So, something original. The one thing I will say is I heard it's uh, actually same universe and tied into 
uh, Inception. Because yeah, visually it almost looks identical to it. Yeah. One, yeah. one of the theories I heard was that it's basically Robert Pattinson is playing one of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's kids from the first movie. Ah. Uh, so if that's true, awesome. But there's a lot of wait and see on oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. So um, w- uh, another one I'm excited for is uh, The Gentleman. Okay. It's uh, Matthew McConaughey plays uh, an American weed dealer, mm. and he basically becomes sort of a kingpin over in England, and you have uh, Charlie Hunnam's in it, uh, Hugh Grant is in it, and I haven't wow. seen him in anything, I think the last big movie I, saw, I heard he was in, I haven't watched it, is that second Bridget Jones movie that came out last year or the oh, year before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Paddington too, I think. I honestly haven't watched those. No, I haven't either, but I think he's in those. Yeah. He, he definitely dropped off after that whole uh, prostitution scandal. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm really looking forward to that one. I haven't seen Charlie Hunnam in a whole lot since that King Arthur movie, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see him start something again. And I think it's a Guy Ritchie movie, too. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty much anything he does, I'm excited for. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. And my last one. Of the year that I'm excited for is Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to it. Wonder Woman sequel since I finished watching the first one. Yeah, no, yeah. that that first one, like tone wise, it was still kind of dark, especially because you set it in World War One. Yeah, which I was fine. Yeah, nice. especially because it kind of stuck with the Bam- the Batman vs Superman tone and yeah. the Man of Steel tone. Yeah, while also having moments of levity. Mm-hmm. Um. This new one is a lot more colorful and bright, but doesn't look hopeful. It literally looks like the book, uh, I don't know if you ever read it in high school, uh, 1984. And I think that's partly where they get their title from. Okay. Um, have So, have you ever watched, I can't remember what movie it is, but it, it basically the idea of 1984 is you have this government, they call it Big Brother. They have cameras on you, they watch everything you do. You're basically not allowed to have any advantages over any other citizens. It's like, com- it's basically like communism based on steroids. Of, based off an Orwell book. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, you heard George Orwell, right? Yeah, I heard yeah. him. Yeah, that, that's the book 1984. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's about like an alternative reality of like what, what could have happened after World War II if we went a certain route. Uh-huh. And a lot of people say that we actually did go that route. Um, they introduced a new form of speech that's called simple speak, which is just a dumbed down version of English. That way, anyone can learn it. They just, um, like you said, there's cameras everywhere. They're just watching you, just trying to limit your thoughts. Think, think like a North Korea, but in a in a first world country. Yeah, uh, like on steroids. Yeah. Like with, uh, uh, the, China. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And there goes the demonetization, if we had any yet. <laughs> um, it, it looks like it's kind of in that vein because it's very brightly colored to, like, yeah. almost tease the audience into, like, following what the government would want. That's what the, uh, what, uh, Maxwell Lord character kind of seems like he's okay. doing in that movie. Because, like, overall, too, like, I think that that coloring and stuff kind of fits the 80s, too. Oh, yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, that other stuff sounds interesting. For sure. Yeah, no, that's, uh... It's definitely going to be a good movie. Uh, it, it's another one of those that it's going to shed another light on the DC Universe, and ultimately I think it decides a lot of things for the future. Yeah. It decides whether or not we get Robert Pattinson as Batman in a Justice League movie. It decides whether or not we keep Jared Leto as the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, it... The big theory with that one is that they're going to uh, do kind of a flashpoint thing in it and yeah. rewrite everything to where get you can get rid of the worst parts of your Justice League and stuff like that. Because that'd so. be the movie to do it. Because I don't think they're going to make a Flash movie anytime soon. Yeah, not... Especially because uh, Ezra Miller was writing the movie, I believe, with... Was it Jeff Johns or Chris Terrio? Um, and they were trying to come up with a script that he was happy with, otherwise he was going to walk away. Huh. <laughs> Oh, uh, if it wasn't that he was going to walk away, it was that DC was going to push him out because they're like, you didn't really show up for us in Justice League. So. Right. But either way, there's a lot to look forward to this year. Um, 
And then there's one thing me and you wanted to touch on uh-huh. real quick before we uh, wrap up this podcast. There has been some issues with... Uh, we have old technology <laughs> uh, on both of our ends, and uh, it's caused a couple issues with uploading. Yeah, it doesn't help that we're shooting in 4K either. Yes, it makes it very hard to translate <laughs> to a uh, somewhat older computer. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're not going to be able to tell everybody when we're going to upload things at the moment. We're still going to be shooting all of our stuff on Fridays and Sundays, but due to upload times, editing times, and things of that like, it will take probably at least a couple extra days. So expect um, our news videos out closer to Sundays, Mondays, even though it's an end-of-the-week recap. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think it's fair to say that our uh, podcasts will more likely be Tuesday-ish? Yeah, around Tuesday. And then uh, for now, we're going to still have to stick with uh, no video for the podcast until we're able to get a new uh, computer to upload everything faster. We're learning everything. This is the beginning. And like me and him said, it's better that it's now than a year and a half down the road. So... There's a, there's a lot for us to learn and a lot for us to do to keep this going and get it going smoother. But overall, we're both happy with the direction everything's going. And uh, just keep on plugging. And yeah. yeah, make sure to message us on our email and our social medias with any questions you guys have. We'll answer them in yeah. our uh, new uh, segment that we're going to hopefully start next week if we get some questions in. It'll be called... Uh, the Thwack Attack, it'll basically be a Q&A section of our uh, Super Thwack podcast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if anybody just wants to, uh, if you wouldn't mind liking our uh, YouTube channel, our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all the good uh, social medias, and yep. we'll keep you guys updated on all of our future plans, and we hope you guys stick with us. So Yeah, so until next time, I'm Damien. Anthony. I'm Nate. The quiet one. You're not in saying that in this podcast. <laughs> Next one I'll be more interested. <laughs> Depends on these topics, guys. Come on. <laughs> All right, well, you guys have a good one. We'll see you next time. See it.